0: It's too much, it's too much, it's too much. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. It's too hard, it's too much, it's too rough. I just can't take it, dear Lord. much. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. It's too hard, it's too much, it's too rough. I just can't take it, dear Lord, it's too much. My dear Lord, it's too much. But your me more than enough. And so with you, Lord, it won't be much.
1: This morning we looked at the importance of faith, hope, and love. Now, I think that we all do a pretty good job about focusing on and understanding faith. And focusing on and understanding love however what about the hope that we have how much do we really stop and think about the hope that we have that's found throughout the pages of the Bible in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15 we read always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have have you taken this verse to heart have you thought about what it means to actually give that reason i mean we are supposed to be able to give a reason for the hope that we have when's the last time that you've thought about the hope that you have when is the last time that you've explained it to somebody else the hope that you have because you are a follower of jesus now let me also kind of give you a little bit more of a context of this verse because it's not just verse 3 15. You, you might notice that yes that's all i've got quoted right here but You know, there's more to this verse. There's also more to this passage. I want to read now verses 13 through 17 to get more about what this passage is really speaking of. Peter says right here, he says, who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Now we look at that last verse and we think, well, of course that makes sense. But, you know, when you look at this whole passage within its context, and you understand that it's Peter who is writing this, it's the same Peter who at the end of John's gospel is told by jesus that he is going to well essentially die a pretty bad death that he's gonna be going through some type of torture and and all he gets that and he's told that i mean how would you like to be told such a thing and you read about the life of peter and you find out that yes he had plenty of hardships to go through as well as the other apostles and the other followers of jesus but within all of this he's saying look we need to be encouraging one another to to do good this is what this passage is about it's encouragement to do good because we live with this hope and we need to be able to give a defense for that hope you know be able to to tell people about that and and we see that that was the message that peter was proclaiming to them telling them that look you know if somebody wants to just Just come at you and and do ill things towards you, uh, then you know so be it. It's better if you're just continuously doing good than if you're doing evil. But you need to be focused on well, what what are you doing? Are you doing the right thing? Because you are people, we are people who live with this hope that is found through Jesus Christ. Now this morning we kind of got into the, the realm of hope a little bit. And I want us to kind of look at some of the same things that we did this morning, but kind of tie it in and understand that hope is not something that just appears in the pages of the New Testament. No, the Old Testament speaks a lot about hope as well. So I want us to, at this time, start off and, and kind of dive into this Old Testament hope that is found. Now, of course, Old Testament hope, it relies upon God. And all of the people in the Old Testament who were faithful to God, they did rely upon God, and that's where their hope was found. Now, I used to be a type of person that I really liked uh, definitions that would come you know, from from a dictionary. In fact, I used to share a whole lot of them, uh, perhaps in my sermons, you know, and I really liked that a lot. However, as as I've kind of gotten older, I've realized that, yes, there's a good thing to, to look up what these words actually mean, and, it, and it's great for us to see that. However, those definitions only get you so far. If you were to look up the word hope, it would only get you so far. But that's why I believe that what the Bible is, it's, it's not some book that just gives you these words and gives you a definition of it. it. It does a little bit of that, but it mostly is involved with giving you a story behind it. Because you're gonna remember the stories much better than you are those textbook definitions, aren't you? That's how we learn things. That's how we can grow. We learn from the stories. So I want us to to think about these stories. Think about the stories from the Old Testament and notice the hope. By the way, hope, if you kind of want that textbook definition, it has to do with our trust. It has to do with something in the future. And we're also gonna see that it does not have to do with something that you see. In fact, if you see it, then it's not really hope. Hope is something that you can't see right here and right now, but you know is going to happen. At least that's how it's used in the Bible. You don't have to take my word for it. Just think about the example that you know of and see what they uh, did. And also, let's take a look at what the scripture has to say, and we will notice this uh, coming out in these passages as well. So we're going to kind of go into a little bit of detail of of what we did this morning. In Romans chapter 15, uh, I didn't look at the first few verses here, and I want us to do that right now. Verses 1 through 6 in Romans 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives uh, gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this passage right here is talking about these things that have been written before. Why were these things written before in the scriptures? They were written to help teach us, of course. We get that. We understand that. That's stated in verse 4. We also see that it's that these things were written so that they will teach us this endurance. We also see that it will encourage us. And through that endurance and through that encouragement, we might have hope. We are called to be the same type of people and to live the same type of sacrificial life that Jesus Christ himself lived. Now this is kind of meshing some of the Old Testament concepts about having hope and of course coming into the New Testament and what we have through uh, Jesus Christ. This passage is speaking about Jesus and introducing us to him because ultimately, the Old Testament hope, that's where it led. That's where the hope comes to the climax of the story. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, also, it's in this context right here about telling us that these things that were written in the past, they were written so that we might have hope. We also see just a few verses later, and we looked at that this morning too, but I want to bring it up again in verse, verse 13. We read, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is described here as being this God of hope. We see that God is described as the God of hope. We see that it comes to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We see that what happens is that you may overflow with hope. This comes from God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we also see that our hope, as we looked at in the previous slide, it comes to us through Jesus Christ. That's what the Old Testament hope is based on ultimately. And that's what our hope is based on. Our hope it is firmly on Jesus that's what we need to be able to defend that's what we need to give a defense for is that our hope is found in Jesus Christ in 1st Peter chapter 1 verses 18 through 21 this is what we read here for you know that it was not with with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from our ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. You see, this is what the Old Testament led to. And actually this is the moment that we look back at now, isn't it? It all comes back to Jesus Christ this lamb that was given without blemish, without defect. He didn't have any problems, any any faults, nothing, none of those things. We see that it all comes down to Jesus Christ. Our hope is found in Jesus. We've seen that both in kind of what we looked at at the Old Testament hope leading to this. We've seen now that our hope, it is found in Jesus Christ. This is what it is, not some perishable things. It's not silver, not gold. You might like silver, you might like gold. That's all well and good, but that's not going to save us. That's not what our hope is found in. Our hope is found in this blood of Jesus Christ. This blood of Jesus Christ, as verse 20 states, it, it was revealed in these last days, the times that we live in now, but he was chosen, he was picked out. He was God's lamb that was picked out before the creation of the world. And it's through him, it's by him, it's through the sacrifice that Jesus gave we see that our faith and our hope, they're in God. They're in him because of his son, Jesus Christ, and what he's done for us. Our hope is found in Jesus. And that powerful sacrifice, uh, not just of his death, but also the sacrifice of his life. And I think we sometimes overlook what what that was like because he gave up so much, he sacrificed so much to show us a better way, to give us good things something good to hope in. Now, we also see that there is a future hope that is mentioned in the Bible. And this future hope, it is still connected to Jesus. And we see that it's connected in several different ways. One of them, of course, is that this future hope is going to come whenever he returns. In the pages of the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, verse 11, After Jesus ascends into heaven, this is the statement that's made by these angels. They state this to uh, the apostles there. They say, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. Uh, That was the message. And we know from this passage and so many others that Jesus Christ is going to return one day. The king will one day return. Whenever he returns, he will set everything right. And we also find out in the pages in the New Testament, um, hinted at in the old as well, but we will be raised from the dead, never to die again whenever he returns. That's one of the things that he's going to to, uh, to set right again. Death is never described as a friend in the Bible. It's described as an enemy. First Corinthians chapter 15 talks about the resurrection, not just of Christ, that's part of it, But the story goes on, the power that's in this message, the hope that's in this message of the gospel is not just that Jesus raised from the dead, but that we will be raised from the dead as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want us to take a look at verses 13 through 20. Now, please don't get confused in what's going on because he starts making this argument and he's saying, well, look, if there is no resurrection of the dead, and then he goes on into all these other things. So he's saying these things. If these are not true, then this other thing has got to happen. But then he comes back and he says, but those things are true. We know that, that the dead are raised. We know that Christ was raised from the dead. Okay, so understand that. I know it can be a little confusing, but he's kind of he's going with the negative side of it and then showing that, well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And it's not what we see. We see the opposite of that. So in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 13 through 20, we read, if there is no resurrection of the dead, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Paul's argument right here is he's, he's trying to get them to, to understand that all of these things are wrapped up together. Our hope most certainly comes in Jesus Christ. And we see that it's not just about things in this life. I, I I hope, going to use that term, I guess. I hope that we can can put our hope and our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ in this life. But it goes beyond that. We, we see that this is all wrapped up together. That because we know that there's going to be a resurrection from the dead, we know that Christ has been raised from the dead. We also see that, you know, if you start to take away some of these things, then the whole tower kind of starts to crumble. But we have plenty of evidence to show us that Jesus Christ, he was raised from the dead. We know that he's promised to, to raise us from the dead and we know that, that we can have hope in all these things. Our hope, it goes beyond the individual though. It's not just about you being raised from the dead or even just me being raised from the dead. We see that that's part of it though, because even right here it says that if only for this life we have hope in Christ, You know, if, if this is all that there is, and this is the hope that we have in Christ, then we are a pitiful people. But we know it goes beyond that. It goes beyond you. It goes beyond me. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ is more than just about us. In fact, we see that hope, it goes into all of creation. And we see language like that all of creation longs for things to be made right once again. All of creation has hope. That's what the book of Romans picks up. In Romans chapter eight, and and to that I want us to, to turn there now. In Romans chapter 8, we're going to be looking at verses 18 through 25, but let's look at the first few verses there together. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that... The creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Now, this in many ways is just describing pretty much the, the whole story of the Bible. You, you read from the first few pages of the Bible in the book of Genesis and you find out that God made this world and everything was good. Everything was set in its place. It was great, wonderful. God had a plan and he wanted us to be a part of it. And then we find out that we ruined it. The first generation of humans messed things up. The second generation of humans messed things up. Our generation, and if you're a different generation than me, so to speak, we've all messed it up. We find out that every single generation has done something to mess up this this, this plan, this this what God wants to do through all of creation. But we find out that the creation, it has hope. We find out, verses 20 and 21, that... That's what it's talking about, in hope that there will be liberation, there will be freedom, there will be this, everything being made right in the future. Now, we see glimpses of it. We see glimpses of it because of of Jesus Christ and what he's done uh, through his his sacrifice and through showing us a new way to live. We see glimpses, but one day it will be made fully uh, aware that, that hope will become a reality. It will become something that is seen. But you know, whenever hope becomes seen, it kind of becomes something that's not actually hope any longer. But for right here and right now, we can still speak about it as hope because it's a hope that we have that's in the future. We don't see it fully just yet, but we will one day. And the, the next few verses also carries this thought on. Verses 22 through 25 now. We see that even the statement in verse 24, for in this hope, we are saved. That's pretty powerful. That really puts a lot of stock in hope, doesn't it? We also find out that you know, if you see this hope, then it's not really hope at all. It's not hope any longer. You don't hope for what you already have. You don't hope for what you already see. You hope for something that's in the future. See, hope, it has a long history in the pages of the Bible long history of people who are trusting in God to, to get us through anything. And in this same hope, it, it, it's what we still have today. It, it's through which we are still saved. It's that hope that we know that God is gonna bring good things for us in the future. We know that he's gonna make all things right. We know that the whole of creation, ourselves included, yes, we're described in verse 23 as this first fruits of the spirit. So we're starting to see glimpses But we will one day see it fully. Our hope will be realized. Our hope, our trust is in God. Our hope, our trust is in the Lord. Well, I want to read again verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So let's do that. Let's hope in the Lord. Let's put our trust in the hope and let's wait for that hope patiently.
0: God of mercy, Lord,